Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Moshe Chaim Byron. Mesechus Yoma has been dedicated by Dr. and Mrs. Robert Goodman. Le'iloi nishmas Chaim Menachem Aaron ben Yecheskel Nechemia. Yuma daf yud gimel. The Gemara discusses Shitas Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah. Rabbi Huda says, Af isha acheres maskinin loy shem Thomas ishtoi. The Gemara wants to know what exactly is done with the second wife. The Gemara says, Misagali bitakanto. Is it enough just to designate a second wife? Beisoy Omer Achmano, v'hach lav beisoyi. She's not beisoy if he's not married to her. And that the Gemara says, the Mekadosh law. He's Mekadosher. The Gemara continues, that's also not enough. And the Gemara says, the Konis law. The only way it can be considered beisoy is if he does Kedushim and Nesuin. On that the Gemara says, im kein have a shnei batim. V'achmano Omer, v'chipar ba'adu yobad beisoy, v'loi ba'ad shnei batim. The Gemara says if he's married to two wives, that's also a problem. He cannot be married to two wives. The Pasuk says, Now let's discuss for a moment this din of Shnei Batim. The Pashas of the Sugi is, this is a din unique to Yom Kippurim. The rest of the year, we don't find it's a problem for a Kayin Godot to be married to two wives. Only here where the Pasuk says, There's a problem for a Kayin Godot to have two wives. And furthermore, in the Sugiyah's Mavur, that he marries a second wife, and in order it shouldn't be a problem of Shtei Batim, he's Megarish with a Tanai, like we'll see later on. So it's clear that there was a certain time period that he was married to two wives. The only thing that we're concerned about is that during the Avodah Yom Kippurim, he should not have two wives. So it's clear that there's no din the rest of the year for the Kain Gadol that he cannot be married to two wives. We see like that as well from the Taisis Hashanim over here in the Sugiyah. He asks... From a Pasuk in Divrei Yomim. The Pasuk says, How could Yehoyodo, who was a kind Godol, have two wives? And the Taisa Shanam says, Maybe every year before Yom Kippur, he would be Megarish one of them, so it should not be a problem of Shtei Batim. Here as well, it's Mavur, that the rest of the year there's no problem for a kind Godol to have two wives. On the other hand, the Rambam Amparik Yud Zayin Hilchas Yisuri Biyah Halacha Yud Gimel. The Rambam says, "Mitzvah Saseil Kain Gadol Sheyisa Naira Besula." The Rambam discusses who a Kain Gadol is supposed to marry, and at the end of the halacha he says, "Ve'enay Noise Shtei Noshim Lo'Olam Ka'achas." He can never be married simultaneously to two wives. Shenemar, and he brings a different pasuk, "Isha Achas V'Loishtaim." The pasuk of who Isha Bipsuleha Yikach. There the Pasuk says, Isha. The Ramam says, we make a Joshua, Isha is mashma achas v'loishtayim. So the Ramam does not bring our Pasuk of Beisai v'loishtay batim. He brings a different Joshua. And therefore the Ramam's mashma that it's a problem the whole year. The rival over there is chilik on the Rambam. He says, svara. This svara of the Ramam is not clear. All we find is the Gemara and Yumor that says, Beisai v'loishtay batim. The rabbit says, we only find the Pasuk by Yom Kippur, and maybe only over there it's a problem, so that he should not be nimshach after his wives and come with Tumma. But the rest of the year there's no problem. And the rabbit continues, Logically the Rambam does make sense that he should never be married to two wives, so that he should not have to divorce one every year on Erev Yom Kippurim. Ella, the rabbi continues, we find the pasuk. He says we find the pasuk that says clearly a kain gadol could be married to two wives. That's the same pasuk that the Tosfos Hashanim brings. So the rabbi holds that there's no problem the rest of the year for a kain gadol to marry two wives. The problem is only on Yom Kippurim. Now the Chayr, the Ravid, could have brought a stronger Rav from Ersugyo. Like we mentioned before, that the Gemara's Mavur, that he marries a second wife, and he's just Megarish one out tonight. That's Mashman, that there's no problem the rest of the year to have two wives. Now, let's go back to the Ravid. The Lashon of the Ravid is, The Efsha Shleinesar El B'yom HaKippurim Shleimshech Liba Yachereim V'yovel Why did the Ravid feel necessary to explain Taimu Dekrah? To explain the reason why the Torah would be Makbid Dafka on Yom Kippurim. Let him merely bring the Pasuk. The Pasuk we only find by Yom Kippurim. Basically, 
So the Torah was only makbid on Yom Kippur not to have two wives. We don't find the Torah was makbid anywhere else. Why does the Raven have to bring the reasoning why the Torah would be makbid on Yom Kippurim? And it would seem that even the Raven himself had it sad to understand that even though the Pasuk is by Yom Kippurim, but perhaps the Torah is not coming to tell us a din specifically by Yom Kippurim. Perhaps this is a Gili Milsa that a Kayin Gadol can never have two wives. The Torah is telling us, that a Kayin Gadol is someone who has one wife. Not because Dafka over, over here by Yom Kippurim or Makpi should only have one wife. Rather, this is telling us that a Kayin Gadol is someone who always has one wife. This is how the Torah is Megal to us, a din which is true all year round. And therefore the raven had to say, no, that it's mistaber, that when the Torah says, the Torah means to show us, because it makes sense, there the Torah would be makbid, and not that the Prat is that it's a giloy to all over, that he can never have two wives. Now the Rambam, as we mentioned, in Hilchas Yisuri Bio, brings the drosh of Isha, Achas Vlaishtayim, in Hilchas Avodah he does not bring Bechlal, any Pasuk, or any din, that a Kohen Gadol cannot be married to two wives. In Perik Aleph, Halacha Beis, he brings, HaKol Osi B'Kohen Gadol Nosui, all Avodah Sayyim and Yom Kippurim have to be done with a Kohen Gadol who is Nosui, who is married. Shenemar V'chipar Ba'adayu Ba'ad Beisoi, Beisoi Zu Ishtoi. So he brings the din that a Kohen Gadol has to have a wife, but he makes no mention of the din that he cannot have two wives. And this would be mashma that there's no unique din by, by Yom Kippurim. The only din that a Kohen Gadol cannot have two wives is a general din. A din that he cannot have all year round two wives. But there's nothing, nothing special about Avodah Sayyim which would be mechaif him not to have two wives. Now the Gvur Sari in the beginning of the Mesechta was mistapik about the din basis of Ishtoy which includes really two dinim. One, that he has to have a wife and secondly, that he cannot be married to two wives. The Gvur Sari was mistapik is this ma'akiv the Avodah B'dyeved? If he does the Avodah without a wife, or with two wives, will that pass all the Avodah? Now at least, Lagabi the din of Beisai V'loy Shnei from the fact that the Ramah makes no mention anywhere in Hilchas Avodah Siyam Purim, it would be mashma that it's not a din mitzad Avodah Siyam Purim, and it definitely will not be ma'akiv in the Avodah. The Minchas Chinuch, Mitzvah Kuf Pehei Oiz Zayin, he assumed that the din Beisai Zu Ishtoi, these dinim are ma'akiv even b'dyeved. And he asks Akasha, why did the Rambam not mention anywhere in Hilchas Avodah Siyam Purim the din of Shtei Batim? This is a raya l'chaira that it would not be ma'akiv at least b'dyeved. Now the truth is there is another Rambam. The Rambam Hilchas Kleya Migdosh, Perik Hei Halacha Yud, he says like this, He's talking about the dinim of the Kohen Gadol, all of the dinim who he can marry, who he cannot marry. And he brings it in that a Kohen Gadol cannot be married to two wives. And he continues, He does not bring the postic of Beisoy, but he is mashma that there is something unique about Yom Purim that he cannot do the with two wives. The Arsameach in Hilchas Yisuri Biyo, the first Ramam that we brought, he has a big Chiddush, and he wants to say, that just like we find that if a Kohen Gadol is married to Almana before he was Nismane as a Kohen Gadol, he was married while he was a Kohen Hedit, and then he's Nismane, the din is he does not have to divorce his wife. This is a Mishnah in Yevamis, and the Mishnah says even if he only had Kedushin, and then he was Nismane to be a Kohen Gadol, he could even do Nisuin on this Almana. Only if he was already a Kohen Gadol is there a problem for him to marry an Almana. And the Arsameach is Mechadish, the same din will be true, the Gabi, the din of the Rambam, Vhu Isha Bibsula Yikoch. The Rambam says, Isha Achas Vlashnaim, he cannot be married to two wives all year long. The Arsameach says, if before he was Nismana to be a Kain Gadol, he was already married to two wives, and then he becomes a Kain Gadol, he does not have to be Megarish, one of them. And with this, he explains to the Rambam and Kleam Migdosh, the Rambam says that if he's married to two wives, he cannot do Avodah when Yom Kippurim comes, unless he's Megarish, one of them. He learns that the Rambam does not mean he was married to them by Isser. We're talking about a case when he was already married to them, to both wives, before he was Nismana to be a Kain Gadol. And then Yom Kippurim comes, so till now he was fine, but now when Yom Kippurim approaches, he will have to be Megarish, one of them, before he does the Avodah Sayyim. The Arsameach is understanding that there are two dinim over here. 
One din, like the Rambam says, from the word Isha, that's a din all year long, and that Arsmech says is only a problem if after he already was a kind Gadol, he cannot marry two wives, but if he was married before, then it's okay. But there's a second din, he cannot do the with two wives, so there it doesn't make a difference when he was married to them, it has to be that when he does the he's only married to one wife, so he'll have to be Megarish one of them before Yom Kippurim. Now the Chavetz Chaim, in the Sefer Lekut HaLachais, the Pirush on the bottom called the Zevach Teida, he goes one step further, he says even a bigger Chiddush. And he says, Lulay de Mistafino, Hayisi Oimer Milsachadeti, I would say a big Chiddush. That only if the Kain Gadol married the second wife, after he already was a Kain Gadol, so he knew at the time that when Yom Kippurim comes, he's going to have a problem, so he should not have married the second wife in the first place, then the din is that he has to be Megarish one. But if he was married to two before he was dismantled to be a kind Gadol, then even when Yom comes, he does not have to be Megarish one. He could be married with two wives because he did not do anything wrong in the Nesuin. This is a much greater Chiddush than the Arsameach. The Chavetz Chaim is saying that even on Yom Kippurim he could do Avoid with two wives as long as he was married to both of them before he was Nismanet. And this seems difficult to understand. If the Rambam is telling us that he has to make sure that when Yom Kippur comes he only has one wife, and it's a Din Mitzar Avodah Yom Kippurim, it's a Tanai how the Avodah has to be done with a kind God who has one wife, then what's the difference if he was married to both of them before he was Mismanet? How can we allow him to go to the Avodah with two wives? And it would seem the Chavetz Chaim understood differently. The Chavetz Chaim understood the Rambam that since there's a din all year round that he has to have Dafka one wife and not two wives, so the Pasuk that tells us that on Yom Kippur as well, that's not a new concept. It's not Mitzad Avudas Yom Kippurim. Rather, the Pasuk is reiterating the same din. The same din that he cannot have a, two wives all year round, the Torah repeats it and tells us that Bishas Avidas Yemakipurim, during this man, he definitely has to make sure not to have two wives. And that's where the Ramam goes out of his way to tell us that even if he had two wives until now, before he does the Avida, he has to make sure to be Megarish one of them. But since it's the same concept, it's not a new din so the Chavat Chaim is Mechadish, that if he was married to both of them before he was Nismane, then the Torah is not Mechayivim to be Megarish, one of them, when he becomes a, a, a Kayin Gadol, then even when Yom Kippurim comes, since the whole reason he can't have a second wife is Mitzad the same din, because he's not supposed to be married to two wives all year round, so then even to do the Avodah Yom Kippurim, will allow him to do the Avodah with two wives. So Akhopanim, we have Machlekist, Ar Sameach, and the Chafetz Chaim, and how to understand the two dinim of the Rambam. The Ar Sameach understands that there's one din all year round not to be married to two wives, that din, he's Mechadish, as long as he was married to both of them before he was Nismane, he does not have to be Megarish. And there's a second din which said, Hilchas Avidas Yom Kippurim, so when Yom Kippurim comes, he does have to be Megarish, one of them. And according to Lechavetz Chaim, the Pasuk by Yom Kippurim is also the same concept that he's not supposed to ever be married to two wives. And if he was married to both of them before he was Nismane, he doesn't have to be Megarish them even when Yom Kippur comes. The Chavetz Chaim is a greater Chiddush, however, according to the Chavetz Chaim, it would make more sense why the Rambam in Hilchas Avodas Yom does not mention Bechlal, this din, because it's not a Tnai Mitzad Avodas Hayyim. Now the Gemara has a lengthy Arichos to explain how, it, how we can ensure that the Kohen Godel will have Dafka one wife on Yom Kippurim. The Gemara goes back and forth how he's Megarish with the Tnai. And Rashi explains that really all of the steps until we get to the final Maskano have obvious problems and it's clear why they don't work. But the Gemara wanted to point out why everything else is not a possibility until we get to the final maskana, the solution that works, that's the only possible way to do it. And the Gemara maskana is that he's Mikadish and Kainis, a second wife, and then he gives both of his wives a get. So for, exa- for example, if he's married to Rachel, he marries a second wife, Leah, and to Leah he gives a get afterwards and says, Almanas Shiloitomus Chavercho, so that if Rachel remains alive, Leah's get will take effect, and he'll only be married to Rachel and not to Leah. And to his original wife Rachel, he'll also give a get with the Tanai. So if his wife Rachel dies, Leah will be the one that's married to the Kohen Gadol. And the only problem is we want to make sure that there was no point in the Avodah that were two wives. So he goes into the Beis HaKnesses and causes Rachel's get to take effect Lemafreya. So the whole day, he only had one wife, he was married to Leah. That's the maskana of the Gemara. Now the Gvur Sari over here asks a very basic kasha. 
Why was it necessary for him to marry a second wife and then be Megarisher? We're causing every year another woman to become a Grusha, making her apostle to Akain. There's a simpler Eitzah. Instead of being Mekadish and then being Megarish, let him do the original Kiddushin al Tanai. He'll be Mekadish Leia and he'll say that Im Thomas Chavirtech Tehemikudashesli. Leia's Kiddushin will only be al Tanai that Rachel dies. And then again to Rachel, his original wife, he'll be Megarish al Tanai Shekonis Lebesa Knesses. And this way he'll always be married to one wife. If his wife Rachel dies, so the Kedushin of Leah will take place and he'll be married to Leah. If Rachel does not die, the Kedushin of Leah will not take place, so he'll only be married to Rachel. And if Rachel dies in the middle of Yom Kippurim, so he'll go into the Beis HaKnesses, and her Gershon will take place from Afreya, and it turns out he was only married to Leah from the beginning of the day. And even though, he continues, the Gemara's Mavur, that Kedushin alone is not enough, we need Nesuin as well. The Gvursri says that's not a problem. He could do chuppah also al tanai, and even though bia he would not do, he would not want to do al tanai, so it does not turn out that his bia was a bia znus. But chuppah without bia is also good enough for nesuin. And in the chuppah he could do it tanai. And he quotes a gemara nevamas daf kovzayin. It's a shaila in the rishonim over there, but most rishonim seem to hold that a chuppah al tanai is also good. So let the kain gadol do kedushin and nesuin al tanai. And this way he will not have to be Mekadish and then Megarish another woman and cause her to become possible to Bokain. Now this whole Gvurasari is based on the fact that to be considered Besa he does not have to do a Bia. It's enough a Chuppah without a Bia. Now earlier on in Dav Beis, the beginning of the Mesechda, the Gvurasari brought a riot to this. He says because of Yehuda's Loshan is Af Isha Acheres Maskin Loi, the Mashmois is that he's adding to the words of the Tanakhama that the Kohen Gadol is Purish seven days before Yom Kippurim. On that, Rabbi Huda says, during this time period, also, we give him a second wife. And during these days, he cannot possibly do a Bia. The Gemara says that for these seven days, he has to be separated from his wife because of Achshash Tumas Nida. So how can he take this second wife during the seven days of Prisha? It must be that Chuppah without Bia is enough for her to be considered Beisai. And furthermore, he brings a Rashi in Sukkah of Dawud Amal Aleph that says clearly that the Isha Cheres Shemaskin Loi is done Erev Yom Kippurim. Erev Yom Kippurim is already the days of Prisha where he cannot do a Bia, and still he's able to be Kainasar to be considered Beisai. So the Kasha remains: Let him do a Kedushin and a Chuppah with a Tanai. Why does he have to be Mikadosh and Kainas and then afterwards be Megarish? So the Gvur Sari has a lengthy discussion here, as well as in the Shagas Arye, Simon Tzadik Gimel, about the Sugi of Breira. Someone who does a Kinyan, or some type of transaction, which will be determined later, is it Chal or not. And he discusses Shittas Rabbi Yehuda about Breira, and Lamaisa, his terrorist to his Kasha is as follows. That if he's going to be Mekadosh Isha Al-Tanai, Shatomus Ishti, that's totally in Breira. That's telling something positive has to occur later on to determine that the original Kedushin is a good Kedushin Lamafreya. And that's telling Breira and Yehuda does not hold of Breira. Therefore there's no such option to be Mekadosh Al-Tanai. Masha Enkein, if he does a Kedushin and a Nesuin, and then afterwards he's Megarish Al-Tanai, there the Tanai is Imloitomus Ishti, Tehim Igureshes. He's Megarish, the second wife Leah, Al-Tanai, that his first wife Rachel does not die, that is something which is passive. There we do hold of Breira, and it can be determined later that the original Gerishin was a good Gerishin. Now what about the, the Gerishin of Rachel? There also he makes it Tanai. He makes it Tanai that if I'm Nichnas to the Beis HaKnesses, that should determine that the Get was a good Get already from the beginning of Yom, of Yom Kippurim. Even though there it is totally in something positive occurring later, nevertheless the Gvur says, that's not a problem of Breira. Why? Because since it's an action which he himself can decide later on whether he wants to do it or not, that's called Toli Bedas Atzmai, there the din is that it can work and it's not a problem of Beira. So that's why he cannot do a Kedushin and Nesuin Amenas Shatomos Ishti. However, he goes on to ask a second Kasha, and he says there's even a better Eitzah. Let him be Mekadosh al but not al which will be Chal Lemafreya, that if something occurs later, that will cause the Kedushin to be Chal from originally. Let it be Mekadish, Likeshayomos Ishti. Let it make a Kedushin, which will be Chal later, at a later point. If the wife will die later, then the second wife's Kedushin will take place only then. 
And this is even a better Eitzah, he says. Because if he does this, he does not have to give any Gershon Bechlal to his original wife. If his original wife does not die, so the second one's Kedushin will never be Chal. And if his original wife does die, then the Kedushin of the second one will take place only then, and there won't be a problem of ever having two wives. The second Kedushin only takes place after the first wife dies. So throughout the day, the Kohen Gadol did all the Avedah with one wife. Up until the point that his first wife died, Rachel, his first wife, was Beisai. And from when she died, Leia's Kedushin takes place and she's Beisai. There's never a problem of having two wives. And this, the Gversary says, is not a problem of Breira. Breira is only when we want that something should occur later to be Megala Lema that the original Kedushin took place when it was given. But if, the, if we want the Kedushin to take place only later, at a later point, that is not only in Breira. So this would seem to be the best Eitzah. Be Mekadosh Almanas, Shayochol Likish Shayomus Ishti. He doesn't have to do Kedushin and Nesuin and then go be Megarish, the second wife. And secondly, this way he does not have to give any get bechlal to his original wife. On this he answers a different Teretz. That doing such a Kenyan, which will take place only later, is not Poshet. The Gemara in Kedushin, Daf Nuntes, Daf Samach, they discuss a Kedushin Kesef, which will be Chal later. He wants to give her Kesef, and the Kedushin should only take place at a later point. Or he, or he gives her a Shtar, a Kedushin Shtar, and it should only take place at a later point. And the Gemara says that by Kedushin Shtar, if the Shtar is no longer around at the time the Kedushin has to be Mchal, the Kedushin cannot work. Kesef, on the other hand, the Gemara says, Kesef is, al- is always considered that it's still Kayam, even if the Kesef is not here anymore, that's considered that the, kese- the Kesef is still around, and the Kedushin could be Chal at a later point. Kedushin Bia, that cannot work to be Chal later, because the Bia is something which was done at the time, and it's not around Bechlal, the mice is over. It's not around when we want the Kedushin to be Chal. Any Maisa Kinyin, which we want to be Chal later, if it's a one-time Maisa, the Maisa is over with, they cannot be Chal at a later point. And therefore he says the same thing would be as far as the Chuppah. If he wants to do a Maisa Chuppah now, and it should only be Chal later, when the Tanai is Neskayim, Likashayomus Ishtoy, that cannot work. The Chuppah is done with. It's not something which could be Chal at a later point. So that's how the Gvurusari, the Shagasari, Barichos, they come out, that as far as being making a Chal Mafreya, doing the Kedushin and the Chopah tonight, that if his wife dies, then it should be Chal from now, that's Talim Beira, that cannot work. And to make it Chal later, doing the Kedushin and the Chopah, Likesh Yomus Ishtoy, that it will only be Chal later, then it won't be a problem of Beira. However, he says that's a different problem, that's something which the Mesa is not Kayom later, and therefore it cannot work. Now Rabbi Kivegar in the Chuvis, Madura Kama, Simen Kuf Nun Tes, discusses the Gvur Sari and the Shagasari at length, and he starts with the second Kasha, why can't you be Mikadish that it should be Chal after the first wife dies? And he says, why Bechlal does the Kaingadol marry the second wife before Yom Kippur? Why can't he just wait, and if on Yom Kippur the first wife will die, at that point he'll marry the second wife? So Toysvis later on, we'll see, brings B'Shem the Yushalmi, the Yushalmi actually holds like this, he does not have to do anything before Yom Kippur, he just waits, and if on Yom Kippur the first wife dies, then at that point he marries the second wife. So why does the Bavli not hold up this? So Pashtus is, like the Yishami itself discusses, that this could be a problem of doing a Kenyan on Shabbos. Kenyan on Shabbos is a problem, it's a Shvus, it's Osir Midar And therefore, if there's a way to get around it without having to be over this Isser, which Agamar Maskana came out with a solution, so if so, there's no heter to be over the shvus on Yom HaKippurim. Now, Kivayger wants to be mechadish, that to do a Kenyan on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yom Kippur, which will take place, it will be chal on Shabbos or Yom Kippur, that possibly is also a shvus that's also oser. This shuva of Kivayger is actually to discuss this Shiloh. Someone asked him, is one allowed to do a Kenyan on Erev Shabbos to be chal to take place on Shabbos? And Rebbe wanted to be Mechadish, then it is a problem. And he says, this is the reason why we, we cannot do the Eitzah of the Gvur Sari. We cannot do a Kedushin Al-Tanai, which will take place Likish HaYomus Ishtoy, because then also you have the same Shvus. The whole Gemara is trying to come up with a possible way to get around being over a Shvus. Once you're anyways being over a Shvus, you might as well just do like the Yushalmi. Wait to see if the first wife dies, and if she dies, then he'll marry the second wife. Agma is trying to get around it. And therefore we cannot possibly do this Eitzah to be Mikadosh al 
and it will be chal after the first wife dies, because Rabbi Kveger says, there as well, one will be over this shvus of doing a kinyin on Shabbos. However, Rabbi Kveger goes on to discuss the first kasha of the Gvurasari, and he says the Gvurasari gave a teretz that it cannot be done because it's totally in Brera, to do a Kedushin and a Chuppah of Manash Yomus Ishtoi, the Gvurasari says it's a problem of Brera because it's totally in a positive occurrence happening later, and according to Behuda, Leslie Brera, therefore it can't work. Rabbi Kveger asks a very simple kasha, which seems to be a pella on the Gvurasari. Rabbi Kveger says, Let him be Mekadish, the second wife Leah, al Manashe Konis Knesses. The same way the Gemara says that his original wife, Rochel, were afraid that she's going to die, and it will turn out he had two wives, so he gives her a get, and if he sees that she's dying, he goes into the Beis and she's discouraged from Afreya. That's not a problem of Breira, like the Gvurasari says, because it's something which is totally in his own action. So let him be Mekadosh Leia, and at the same time he was Megarish, his original wife, Rochel, also al so if he sees his wife Rachel is about to die, he goes into the Beisach Nesses, and this accomplishes two things. This makes the Kedushin of Leah take place, and it makes the Gerushin of Rachel take place. So it turns out from the beginning of Yom HaKippurim, he was only married to one wife. He was married to Leah, and not married to Rachel. So what was the Gvur Saris Teretz? There's a simple Esau to do a Kedushin and a Chup al-Tanai, in a way which does not come into a problem of Beira. Let him make the Tanai on something which is telling his own actions, which the Gvurasari himself says is not a problem of Beira. And because of this Kasha, Rabbi Kveger wants to be Mechadish's second Chiddush. He wants to say that if someone does a Kinyin on Erev Shabbos al-Tanai, if he goes afterwards on Shabbos and is Mechayim the Tanai, then even though the actual Kinyin takes place in Mafreya from before Shabbos, it's also considered a Shvus. This is also something which is also Mid'Arbonah to do on Shabbos. And therefore, Rabbi Kveger says, if we would do this second Eitzah of being Mekadosh al-Tanai she'ikonis l'beisakneses, so if he sees his original wife Rachel dying, he's going to go nichnas in the beisakneses, and that's going to cause the Kedushin of Leah to take place, and the Gerushin of Rachel to take place, it turns out he's over on two Shvusim, two Isurei Drabonam. He's causing two Kenyanim to take place. And therefore, it's better to do the Eitzah of the Gemara, which only has one Shvus. Rukhagar is saying that really the Eitz of the Gemara also involves a Shvus, which was the Gerushin of his wife Rachel, which can possibly take place if he sees that she's dying and he goes into the Beis Knesses, he's causing the Gerushin of Rachel to happen. That also is a Shvus. But it's better to do that than to be Mekadosh Leal tonight, and if he goes into the Beis Knesses, he's over on two Shvusin. He's causing two Kenyanim to take place. However, Rabbi Kreger continues, if this is true, that being Mekayim at Tanai and causing the Kedushin or Gerushin to be Chal is also a problem on Shabbos, so then the other Kasha comes back. Once even the Eitz of the Gemara involves the Shvus, by going into the Beis HaKnesses and causing the Gerushin of his original wife to take place, that involves the Shvus. So now the second Kasha of the Gvurasari comes back. Why can he be Mekadosh and be Machnes Lechopo, the second wife, Amnas said it should be chal later after the first wife dies. And Rukhvegar answered that that involves the shvus, because the Kenyan Lamaisa is taking place on Shabbos, but even the Gemara says it involves the shvus. So mali hai shvus, mali hai shvus. If anybody's were going to be over one shvus, then the Gvurasari says it's much better. He doesn't have to be machnus and then afterwards be megarish. Do the Kedushin Achopo, Almanas that it should be chal later after the first wife dies, and even though that's involves, that involves the Shvus, the Gemara Zaitse also involves the Shvus. That's one thing that's fair. And the second thing is, Rikveger asks, that Toysus later on brings the Yushalmi. Toysus and Amabez, the Ramaschal Lechodo, in the middle of the Toysus, quotes the Yushalmi that says, Maskinon means only as mono. He's not Makadashu before Yom Kippurim. And Taisu says the Yushalmi is not like Arsuga who holds that he is Mekadosh and Machnus before Yom Kippurim. And the Yushalmi says, we don't want to be Machnus beforehand, because then he's going to have Shnei Batim. And then the Yushalmi continues, It's going to turn out he's doing a Kenyan on Shabbos. Since it's only a Shvus, B'Megdosh it's Mutter. And if this is true, what's the Pshan Dubavli? According to Rabbi Kiveger, that even the Eitzah of Ersugya involves the Shvus. If he's going to be Nichnas to the Beis HaKnesses and cause his original wife's Gerushin to take place, that also involves the Shvus. So why might as well do, like the Yushalmi, 
not to be Mekadosh and Machnis Bechlal. And if the first wife dies, he'll be Mekadosh on Yom Kippur itself. And even though that involves a Shvus, but Ersigah's Eitzah also involves a Shvus. So might as well do like the Yushalmi. Now the Maeser of Kivegarin concludes as follows. He says, The Gvur Sari brought a Raya, we mentioned it earlier, that the Din Beisai is not Machai for the Kohen to do a Biyah. The Gvur Sari said that, Shivas Yom Kedim Yom Kippurim, he cannot possibly do a Biyah, and therefore Chopos enough without a Biyah. Rikvegar does not mask him to the rise of the Gvurasari. He says it's not Muchal from Arsigya. Perhaps maybe really he was kindness more than seven days before and he did a Biyo, and only then it would be considered a Beisoy. However, Rikvegar says, from the Yushalmi, it's definitely Muchach that you do not need a Biyo. The Yushalmi says that he's not Makadish and he does not do anything before Yamakipurim, only on Yamakipurim. After his wife dies, then he marries the second wife. And on Yom Kippur, he could definitely not do a Biyo. Yom Kippurim is also Betash Mishamito. So the Yushalmi clearly holds that it, it could be considered Beisoy even without a Biyo. And therefore, Reb Kveger says, the Pashtas is that the Bavli is not Chalik on that. Why would we want to make such a Machlikis? Therefore, from the Bavli also, it's enough to be considered Beisoy even without a Biyo. So what is the Machlikis between the Yushalmi and the Yubavli? Why gets the Bavli not mask him to do the eighth of the Yushalmi? So Rikvegar says that this is totally in the Shailah of Chopah She'enei Roi Labiyah. This is a Nidan in Rishonim in different places, in Ksubis, and Kedushin. For example, by a Chopah's Nida, she's also to him, he cannot possibly do a Biyah. Do we say that a Chopah is kind of, even though it's not Roi Labiyah, or Chopah only works if it's Roi Labiyah? And Yushami's Muchach, that a Chopah She'enei Roi Labiyah is considered a good Chopah. Because the Yushami says that he could be kindnesser on Yom Kippurim, even though he cannot do a biyo. And therefore, Rabbi Kvegar says, we can understand why the Bavli would not want to say like the Yushami. The Bavli may be held that this is totally in Chopah and we do not want to assume that sad that Chopah is a good Chopah. So therefore, the Bavli did not say this Eitzah for him to do Kedushin and Kedush and Nesuin on Yom Kippurim, because that could be a problem of Chopah so he has to do it before, when it's Roy Lubiyah. And therefore, Rikveger says, with this we can answer the other kasha as well. The kasha was, why can't we do the Eitzah of the Shagasarye? Let him do Kedushin and the Suin al that it should be Chal later on Yom Kippurim when the other wife dies. This is not a problem of Breyer, like we explained earlier, because the Chalish is not going to happen until later. And even though we said this is a Shvus according to Rikveger, because the, Kedu- the Kenyan is being Chal on Yom Kippurim, however, Rabbi Kveger says the eighth of the Gemara is also a shvus. Being Mekayim tonight, which will cause the Kenyan to be Chal is also a shvus. So why can't we do this Eitzah, which is much better, we do not have to cause the Isha to become a Grusha. So do the Eitzah to be Mekayim tonight to be Chal later. And there Rabbi Kveger says, a Chiddush, that once we say that the Bavli did not want to hold, Chopah is good, so even if you do the Chopah beforehand, Rabbi Kveger says, but if we want it to be Chal later on Yom Kippurim, and at that time when it's Chal, it's Eina Roy Lebiyo, because she's also B'tash B'shamito, that also cannot work. That's also a problem of Chupah She'ein Roy Lebiyo. That's the Chiddush of Rabbi Kveger. The Chupah being Chal at a time when it's not Roy Lebiyo is also a problem of Chupah She'ein Roy Lebiyo. So we now understand why the Bavli did not hold of the Eitzah of the Yushalmi, and we understand why we cannot do the Eitzah of the Shagasari to be Makadish that it should be Chal later on Yom Kippurim, because that's a problem also of Chobosh and Roy Lubiyo, because at the time it's Chal, it's not Roy Lubiyo. Now, the Gabbard of Shiloh of Chobosh and Roy Lubiyo, the Shahamelech in Hilchus Ishus Kuntris Chasanim Seif Dalid, discusses at length the Shiloh of Chobosh and Roy Lubiyo, and he brings a Rambam in Paragyur Hilchus Ishus Halacha Beis that says Chobos Nido is not Koinet. Because Chuppah has to be Roy Lebiyo. And he asks from this Yushalmi. This Yushalmi clearly holds that since the Kohen Godol is being Machnis on Yom Kippurim, even though he's also Betash B'Shamito, it's a Raya that Chuppah She'ena Roy Lebiyo is a good Chuppah. So he asks on the Rambam, why does the Rambam Paskin not like this Yushalmi? And he quotes that the Bavli in Ksubis has his Shaila Sophic about this, and it's Iboid Lo Yifshita. So if the Bavli has a Yibayid like Yifshita, and the Yushalmi clearly holds like one side, why does the Raman Paskin not like this Yushalmi? And he says a possible terrorist to this Kasha. He says it could be there's a difference between a Chupas Nida and a Chupa on Yom Kippurim. 
A chuppah's nida, the woman herself, mitzan atzma, is not really for chuppah. It could be there the Rambam holds that the chuppah is not koineh. But on Yom HaKippurim, where she herself is roi for Bia, it's just a general iser on everyone for Tashba Shamito, which he calls Yoyma Dikagorim, the day is the cause of the iser. On that maybe the Rambam would hold, that's not a problem of Chopah She'en Aroi Lebiya. However, he says this svar is not so clear, and he leaves off with Tzarechin. In the end, he brings B'Shem the Mayim Chaim, which is the Pre-Chodosh's Pirush on the Rambam, Perak Al, if Hilchos Avodas Yom Kippurim Malacha Beis, that the Prichodosh wants to understand a different pshat in the Machoikas Yushalmi and the Bavli. The Prichodosh holds that Yushalmi holds that you do not need a Knisel Chopah Bechlal. Kedushin alone is enough to be considered Beisai. And that's why, according to the Yushalmi, you could do a Kedushin on Yom Kippurim, we don't have to worry about the Chopah, and it's not a right, the Chopah Shaina Royal Bia is good, because the Yushalmi is Chaylik on Er Sugya. Er Sugya says, that she's not considered Beisoy with Kedushin alone. You need Knisa also. On that, the Yushami holds not like that. The Yushami holds all you need is Kedushin. And therefore, it's no problem for him to do Kedushin on Yom Purim. The only Yushami is about a Shvus, and that the Yushami says, we're not concerned about a Shvus b'migdosh. Now, when the Gemara gives the final Eitzah, the Gemara says he has to give a get to both wives. To one of them, he says, Amanas shiloy tomos chaverteich. And to the other one, he says, Haveza giteich, and the Gemara continues, the Gemara says, If he sees that she's about to die, He quickly goes ahead and goes to the Beis Ha-Knesses. He causes the get to take place L'mafreya. The lotion of the Gemara is Mashma. He has to be Kodam Iyu. He has to go ahead before she dies into the Beis Ha-Knesses to be Mekayim the Tanai which will cause her get to take place in Mafreya. Now the Toysis Hashanim, as well as the Toysis Arosh, ask, Dibur Mascho Kichazi, V'im Toymer la'achar misunami yim yelech al-Beisakneses, migureshes l'mafreya. Why does he have to go and make sure to be Mekayim the tonight before she dies? Since this is a get which will be chal mafreya from the time that it was given before Yom Kippurim, as long as in the end he's Mekayim the tonight and he goes into the Beisakneses, even if by that time she already had died, that will make the get bichal mafreya. And he compares it to a Gemara in Gitin, I involve him which says, He gives a get to his wife on condition that he does not come back within 12 months. He died within the 12 months. The Gemara says this is a good get, because once he doesn't come back after 12 months, it's chal mafreya. And even though at that time he was no longer alive, and if a person is dead, he cannot give a get, since it's Chalam Afreya, it's as long as the tonight was Miskayim in the end, even though by that time he was dead, that's enough to make it a good get. So here as well, even though she died before the Kiyam Atnai, but since the get is Chalam Afreya, it should be a good get. So why does he have to make sure to go to the Beis HaKnesses before she dies? And on this, the Tesis Hashanah answers, Lodamya. It's different. Over there, there was a Kiyam Atanai, because she was alive after 12 months. So at the end of 12 months, when he doesn't come back, and she's still alive at the time, that's a good get. Whereas over here, she died at the time of the Kiyam Atanai, that's a problem, that's not a good get. Now the Ritva quotes this Taisis, and he doesn't understand what's the Chilik. What's the difference if he's the one who died, or she's the one who died? And Agamar was saying that if she's dead already, Bizman that the Tanai was Niskaim, that's a problem, it's not a good get. And in the case in Gidin, Enechanami, she's alive, but he's not alive at the time of the Kiyam Atanai. When 12 months comes and he doesn't come back, he's already dead. So in order for the get to take place, you need both sides, you need him and her. Why is it a problem if she's not around Bishas the Kiyam Atanai? And it's not a problem if he's not around Bishas the Kiyam Atanai. The Tosis Hashanah is not clear, what's the Chilik? And therefore the Ritva argues on the Tesis Hashanim, and he says, We don't need that he should come inside the Beis HaKnesses before she dies. Even if the Tanai will be Miskayim after she's already dead, the get, the get will be Chal Mafreya. But Medarbanan, they said, we don't want the get should be mitli tali v'oymed, it should be hanging, and we're afraid that once she already dies and he's an Oynon, he's not going to get around to going to be Mekayim the Tanai by going into the Beis HaKnesses. So they did a Milo for Kapara, in order for the Kapara of Yemeki Purim, that he should dafka make sure to be Mekayim the Tanai before she dies. 
Reb Kiveger in Shuvis, Madura Kamo, Simon Kufchov Zayin, speaks about this Shiloh, about a key matanai la'achar miso. And he quotes the Taisus Hashanim in Arsugya, and he also does not understand what's the chilik if he dies before the key matanai, or she dies before the key matanai. And he has two mahalchim to answer the kasha of Taisus. The first mahalach he says that really a key matanai does not help la'achar miso. Whether it's she dying or him dying, either way, if the Tanai was only this guy in La'achar Miso, that will not be a good get. However, the case of the Gemara in Gitin, where he said, if I don't come back within 12 months, it should be a get Lemafreya, Rabbi Kveger says, really, there the Kima Tanai was before the person died. Because the moment we know that he's definitely not going to come back till 12 months, that already is a Kima Tanai. So the moment before he dies, when he's already a Geisus, it's clear that he's about to die, and we know for sure he won't be able to come back before 12 months, the Tanai is already in the sky, and she's Migurashas Lemafreya. And even though there's a Din Darabonon, he quotes a Taisus in the 7th paragraph of Gitin, that in Darabonon we don't allow her to be married until after 12 months, but that's not Meikar HaDin. Really, the moment we know that he's not going to be able to come back within 12 months, that already is a Kiyam HaTanai, and she's Migurashas Lemafreya. Mashenkin over here, if he's not going to go into the Beis HaKnesses until after she's dead, that's not considered a good Kiyam HaTanai, and the Gershin won't be Chal Lemafreya. Now further on in the tshuva, he says another mahalach, he says this perhaps could be a pshat in what Taisus Hashanim really meant. And he says in Er Sugyo, why is it that we want the kind Gadol to have two wives? Because we're afraid one wife might die in Yom HaKippurim. Two wives will not still die. And therefore he does not want to go and be Megarish's original wife Rachel until he knows that she's dying. If he'll stop, go ahead and be Megarisher, then we're Chayshish that maybe the other wife will die in Yom HaKippurim and his original wife will live. And he'll end up not having any wife Bechlal. And really even more than that, if his original wife Rachel lives, then the get of Leah will take place, because that get was al Tanai that if his wife lives, so Leah will be Migureshes. And then again he won't end up with any wife Bechlal. Both of them will be Nisgarish. So he does not want to be Megarish Rachel unless he knows for sure that she's dying. And therefore, Rabbi Kveger says, that even though maybe a Tanai that's Nisgayim La'achar Misa, maybe we'll assume that is a good Tanai. And the get is Chalum Afreya. However, a get that the Tanai can only possibly be Niskayim La'achar Misa. In other words, there's no way that the Tanai will be Niskayim before, and therefore there's no way that this wife will ever be Mutter for, to someone else, Bichayel. Because only after she dies, the get is Niskayim, and it will turn out that she was never Mutter to anyone else. Then Rabbi Kveger says it's a problem, it's not a good get, that's not Krisus. If she's Ogid in other words, she's stuck, she has to stay with him, she cannot marry any other wife until she's dead, that's a chesaron in the etzim essence of a get. A get has to be Krisus. It has to allow her to marry someone else. So if the Tanai is not going to be Niskayim until after she dies, and that's the only possible way that the get could take place, that's not a good get. For example, Rabbi Kveger says, there's a Gemara that says, if he makes a Tanai that you don't do such and such until the day that you die, that's not a good get. Because the only way that the get will be chal is if she keeps the tanai until she dies, and only then will it be chal mafreya. That's not a good get because she's ogid bay, she's tied to him her entire her entire life. And therefore, Rabbi Kveger says, in the er sugya, since he does not want the tanai to be niskayim until after she dies, and even though theoretically he can possibly go into the beisakneses and it will be megarisher, that will be a kimatay and she'll be megarishes. But since he's definitely not going to do that. Since the kapara of all of Klal is tolling in him having a wife, he's definitely not going to go and be Megarishur until he knows that she's dying. And if so, perhaps this is not a good get, because the Tanai is not Niskayim till Achar Misa. And therefore, Rebbe Kveger explains, that's what the Gemara has to say, that this Tanai could possibly be Niskayim before she dies. If he realizes that she's definitely going to die, then he could go ahead and be Megarishur by going into the Beis HaKnesses and being Mekayim the Tanai, so it is possible for her to have a kiyam at tanai and definitely be migureshes even before she dies. Therefore, it's not a problem of krisis. So that's what the Gemara says, that he can go ahead and cause the get to take place, be mekayim the tanai before she dies. So therefore, it is a good get. But ain't a chanami. But derech klal, any kiyam at tanai, as long as it's possible for it to be niskayim before she dies, then even if it will be niskayim only after she dies, that's also a good get. It's chalom afreya. Now one final Nakuda, the Gemara at the bottom of Amr Beis brings a Machlikis in the Braisa, Kain Gadol Makrev Oynin Ve'ena Yoichel, Rabbi Huda Oymer Kol Hayoyim. 
Ravo, or according to one Gersa Rabbo, explains what does it mean, Kalayoyim, Lahaviyoyim Yitoyich Beisoy. The Kohen Gadol, not only can he do Avoida, but he should do Avoida. Even if he's at home, you bring him to the Beis HaMikdash to do Avoida, Kol Hayoyim. On that, Abaya asks Astira from what Rabbi Yehuda says in a different Braisa. It says, Hayoyimidu Merkiv Al-Gavit Mizbeach, Vishoma Shameis Loimeis Meniach Avoidosoy V'yoytze, Divi Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda Yomer Yigmar. So Rashi explains this second b'risa is referring to a Kohen Hedyet. If a Kohen Hedyet becomes an Oynein, so according to Yehuda, he does not do Avoida, he stops immediately and goes out. And according to Yehuda, he could finish the Avoida. Now Rashi explains what was the Kasha that Abaya asked on Rabba. Rashi says because since Yehuda is the one who's Machmer by Aninus, and he says that the Kohen Hedyet has to stop immediately, so it's not Mestaber that by Kohen Godol, he's the Tanu who holds that we dafka tell him that he should do Avoida. It's Machlif Shitosai. That's how Rashi learns. Toysus, on the other hand, argues. Toysus, he quotes Rashi, who learns the Braises talking about a Kohen Hedyot. And Toysus says, no, the Braise means a Kohen Godol. And even though a Kohen Godol can do Avoida when he's an Oinein, so what does Rabbi Huda mean when he says, Toysus says it means that it's a Din Darabonon. The same way later on, Rovo explains that there's a Dindar Abonon, that a Kohen Gadol should not do a Vedog, Zero Shema Yoichel. So that's what the Gemara meant to ask at this point as well. How can we explain to Behuda, that he should be dafka come to a Vedog, if in the other Baisa we see that by a Kohen Gadol, Midar Abonon, we tell him, And Toysus asks on Rashi, how could the second Baisa possibly be talking about a Kohen Hedyet, what does Rabbi Yossi hold? How could Rabbi Yossi hold Yigmar? The din is that a Kohen Hedyet who does Avoida when he's an Oinein is Mechal Avoida. How can we possibly say that he can finish the Avoida? The Avoida is possible by a Kohen Hedyet. The Gversary as well asks Akasha and Rashi and he brings Rayas that it's not possible to say that a Kohen Hedyet could be finished off the Avoida. The Avoida is possible, it's Mechulul. And he says the din that an Oinein is Mechal Avoida is learned out of, ba- out of a Balmum. That's what the Gemara Nzvachim says. And by a Baumum we know the din is, the Gemara Nzvachim Tezayin says, Hayyamaze, if he was sprinkling the dam, Vinikto Yodoy Shalmaze, Achilo Higia Dam Mizbeach, Possible. If the Kayin sprinkled the dam, and after the dam already left his hand, his hand was severed and he became a Baumum, the Gemara says that if the dam had not yet reached the Mizbeach, at the time the Kayin became a Baumum, the Avoida is possible. So the Gversary asks, if in that case, where he only became a Balmum after he finished already doing his Maisa, the Dam already left his hand. He did not have to do any further Maisa to be Machshur the Avoida. And still the Din is, that's considered that he became a Balmum in the middle of the Avoida and the Avoida's apostle. So definitely by an Oinon, where he still has to finish off, complete the Maisa, how can we allow him to do it? It's apostle and the Avoida is Mechol. And he leaves off with a Kasher on Rashi. Now, Rav Shach, in the Sefer Avi Ezri, Helchos Bias Migdosh, Perik Beis, Halach Avov, he says a Mahalach to answer Rashi. And he bases it on a sheet of the Rambam, the Rambam Paskins over there, Bias Migdosh, Perik Beis, Halach Ahei, Koyin Shayotam in Amigdosh, Bishas Avoido, Chayiv Misa, Bein Koyin Godol, Bein Koyin Hedyet. Shanemar, we Pesach, Oyom Moyed, Loisetsu, Pentamusu. The Rambam is quoting a Pasuk in Parashas Shmini, when Nadu and Aviyah were nifter, and it says that Aaron and Bonov, they were not let to go out of the Pesach Hayomayid. And from here we learn that both the Kayin Godol and the Kayin Hedyet, even if they become an Oinen, they're not allowed to leave Pesach Hayomayid. This is based on a Sifri, the Kesef Mishnah brings, that from this Pasuk we learn Ladeiris, so the Rambam holds that even the Kayin Hedyet is not allowed to go out of the, of the Mikdosh if he becomes an Oinen. The Rambam continues in Halach Vav, now what's the difference between a Kohen Gadol and a Kohen Hedyet? We do find a Pasuk specifically by a Kohen Gadol that says, So the Rambam says that a Kohen Gadol continues to do Avoidah even when he's in Oinen. Whereas a Kohen Hedyet, he can't do Avoidah, and if he does Avoidah, the Avoidah is possible. Now the Ravid over here argues on the Rambam. The Ravid says that if he cannot do Avoidah, then he's allowed to go out of the base of Mikdash also. There's no such din that a Kohen Hedyet can't leave and he says the Sifri, which the Ramam is based on, that says that you learn from here the Deiris, that is only for a Kohen Gadol. And he says because a Lazar and Yisomer were had a din of a Kohen Gadol, they were anointed with the Shem and Amishcha. And therefore the Deiris, only a Kohen Gadol has this din, that he's not allowed to leave the Beis HaMikdash, whereas a Kohen Hedyet can. 
And the Aviyazri explains the sheet of the Rambam, why Kain Hadid cannot leave. The Pshat is because it's not Chal on him, Dine Aninus. There's no din that he's supposed to go and be metamed to his Kravim and be Misabel. Since he was doing Aveda, the Shas they died, it, the Din Aninus is not Chal on a Kain while he's doing an Aveda. And he says that's the same gather as the Din that a Kain Godol does not become an Oining. The Gemara in says that by a Kain Godol, all year long is like a Regal. And just like on a regal, on a yontif, aninus is nachal. The din is that even a kain hediyet on a yontif, if he becomes an oinan, he can continue doing avodah because he's, because the aninus is nachal on him. So the kain gadol all year round is like and is like a regal. The aninus is nachal, and the din of a kain hediyet as well, according to the Rambam, if he's doing avodah when the relative dies, aninus is nachal, and therefore Rashi holds b'shitas yubiyasi. That since the Aninus is Nachal, he could even finish the Avaida. Now the truth is, this last Nakuda, really, even the Rambam, who says that he can't go out of the base of Migdash, holds that he does not do Avaida. So Aviyazri explains that in that Nakuda, Rashi would argue on the Rambam. The Rambam holds that Aninus is Nachal, and therefore he does not have to go out of the base of Migdash to be Metame, there's no deny he should be Misabel, but at the same time he cannot do Avaida. Rashi holds that since the Aninus is Nachal, since he was doing Avaidah at the time, he can even go and finish the Avaidah that he's doing. That's Subtran and Shittas Rashi. And therefore the Kasha that the Gvursari asked from a Balmum is not Shver Bechlal. By a Balmum, if he becomes a Balmum in the middle of the Avaidah, and a Chanami, he has to stop doing Avaidah. And if he continues, the Avaidah is Mechol. Whereas an Oinan, even though the din of an Oinan is learned from a Balmum, but if a relative died while he's doing the Avaidah, he does not become an Oinan Bechlal. By a Balmum, if his hand was severed, he becomes a Balmum. The fact that he's in the middle of Avaidah does not make it that it's not considered a Mum. So since he became a Balmum, if he continues doing Avaidah, the Avaidah is Mechol. But by an Oinen, if in the middle of his Avaidah, the relative dies, he does not become an Oinen. The Aninus is not on him. Therefore he can continue and complete the Avaidah according to Rabbi Yaisi. And this Avi, as he explains, is the Gemara's Kasha. This is the scene in Rabbi Yehuda. By Kain Hedid, Rabbi Huda holds that even though he was in the middle of doing Aveda, so the Aninus was Nachal, still we do not let him complete the Aveda. This is a Dindar Abonan, Midar Raisa, he can do the Aveda. The Aninus wasn't Chal. So if Rabbi Huda made a by Kain Hedid, who's not an Oinen, that he should not do Aveda, so how could we say by Kain Godol, where also the Aninus is Nachal, that he should come from his house and do Aveda? In other words, a Kain Hedyet, whose relative died while he's doing the Aveda, has the same din of a Kain Gadol. By both of them, the Aninus was Nachal. So how could a Behuda on one hand, by Kain Hedyet, say that he should be Dafka stop and not do the Aveda? And by Kain Gadol, we Dafka tell him to come from his house and he should do Aveda. That's the Gemara's theory in the Behuda. And therefore, Rav explains, no, Rabbi Huda means kalayim, that he should not do Avaidah the whole day. We make the same gzairah, just like by Yikayin Hedid, we tell him to stop doing Avaidah, by Yikayin Gadol as well, even though Midaraisi he can do Avaidah, because Aninus was Nachal, we do not let him do the Avaidah Midarabonon. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.